to Aligned Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Samantha Kapsick and Nikki Trout. And we're partnering up because we know motherhood is hard. Like really, really hard. (laughs) Really hard. (laughs) Get ready to equip yourself with practical tips and strategies to tackle daily trials, along with insights from expert guest speakers and relatable stories from other moms just like you. Join us weekly for advice, inspiring stories, and a supportive community of moms navigating the joys and challenges of motherhood together. Welcome back, mamas. Today we have one of our good friends, Deli, here, and she is going to share her really hard struggle um, with her son that has type 1 diabetes and um, how, you know, it's just so different from type 2. Um, and a lot of people just are not aware of that and what that actually entails and how truly scary it is for a mom to have to go through that. But first, Nikki's going to tell the story about how they met. I forgot we were doing this. Yeah, I I know it's by divine intervention. So we ended up having a litter of German Shepherd puppies last year, last April. Um, and then we had trouble selling them. And we ended up putting a sign in my parents' yard that said, you know, German Shepherd puppies. And so we were down to the last two, was it? Two. But yeah, well, really one. Yeah, we were down to the last puppy. And we um, I received a call from this lady named Deli. And I was here sitting right here, actually working my old job that I used to work. And um, we connected and she shared, did you share, was it, did you call because of training Cora or wanting a dog? I was just trying to get the price. I was just trying to get the price of the dog. (laughs) So I was just, we were just interested in the price. Yeah. And their family had never had a dog and just weren't really dog people. So I think you said you were just kind of calling, but you really didn't think it would happen. So fast forward it happened. And, but on the first call that we had with each other, um, somehow it came out that her son had type one diabetes. And I don't remember what I said, but I said something along the lines of, Oh, so you don't ever sleep anymore or something. And then she paused and she was like, nobody ever asked, asks me that. And she goes, how did you know? And I was like, well, I don't really know. Cause I've not experienced that, but my daughter had cancer. So we probably talked for like 45 minutes or an hour. <laughs> Just in that first phone call. And it's such a God thing. So fast forward, they have the dog and um, she's like grafted into our family. She's my grandma's caretaker. And like, just, it is such a God thing. And I'm sure I'm missing details of the story, but for the sake of time and, and so that she can really express what she feels she needs to for this podcast, we can move on. But just so glad we met. Yes. I did research when he first got diagnosed, how dogs can sense the sugars. That was my goal is that eventually get a dog that can sense his sugars because they can actually uh, tell 15 minutes before his equipment can. And maybe some more peace of mind back into your poor mommy life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you want to kick things off with maybe a little bit of your backstory where you grew up and how you got to Missouri? Yeah. Um, I'm from Mississippi. I grew up in Mississippi. Um, I have three sisters. And um, we moved to Mississippi when I was high school age uh, my dad was in the military before and we I didn't know for, that. yes he, he he was in the navy and so I'm a navy I'm a navy brat and we <laughs> like every year we went to a different school but it slowed down around middle school age because they 
got a divorce, and so gotcha. she was a single parent. Um, and so, yes, I'm from Mississippi. Um, uh, me and my husband actually went to high school together. We knew each other, but we did we weren't friends at all. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, then fast forward to like I think we I was twenty four, twenty three. Mm-hmm. That's when me and Patrick connected, and the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. We have uh, four children. We have three girls and a boy. We have a twenty year old, a nineteen year old, and then I have a ten year old. Then we have a boy, Aiden. He is six now. He just turned six in November, so I'm still calling him five. <laughs> but um, yes, and he, Aiden, is our only boy. We prayed and prayed, and we finally got a boy. And he was diagnosed at three with type one diabetes. Do you want to walk us through like how you found out and just like that diagnosis? Or I don't know if there was a specific day or. Yes, it was um, August the um, 22nd of 2021. He was diagnosed with type 1, and that was it was like 6 in the morning. And what happened was the night before, we, I mean, I'm just going to start with the fact that the signs are very subtle. Mm-hmm. Aiden, weeks before, was just asking for just, I want something to drink. He was just really, really thirsty. Mm-hmm. And... Flash forward to a week before he was diagnosed, it was he could think of nothing but wanting to drink. Mm-hmm. And we had just got a Jeep, and he loves cars. He loves vehicles. And that was his favorite thing to do, ride in a Jeep. And I noticed the week prior that he, I couldn't. I would take him for rides with the top off, and it just nothing would satisfy him. He just wanted to drink. Um, then it was a Saturday night, August the 20, uh, 20, the 21st. And my husband worked nights, and I was a stay-at-home mom. This is right during the middle of the pandemic. And we were shutting the house. We didn't go anywhere. But I'm going to tell you, and this is of importance to kind of know how it gets yeah. how they, how it gets diagnosed or how the research of how they found out. In July, the month before, that was the first time we have gotten out Aww. in years because we were shut mm-hmm. in. and yeah. You know, you know how it went. Everybody it knows that experience. And that was the first time we got it in the beginning of July. And my daughters were, the two oldest were 15 and 16. Well, whatever they were, they were going to be juniors and seniors. And they had been out of school for like, what, a year mm-hmm. and a half? And they were going to go. He, That was our thing. We wanted Paige, the oldest, to experience her senior year mm-hmm. at school. So yeah. we just made a decision, like, we're going to let them go back to school. We went to visit our family, you know, uh, back home. It was in July. Well, come to find out, August, like the day before, he was crying and, and just saying he wanted something to drink. And and as a mother, I'm like, no, you can't keep drinking this juice. You can't keep drinking sodas and juice. And he was little, so he didn't really want water. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And I was getting to a point where I was getting mad at him because again it was subtle it was just like I want and he would like almost have a tantrum because he wanted Mm -hmm. something to drink so (laughs) my husband came home and then we were talking and then Aiden started interrupting us I want something to drink and Patrick goes wait a minute he said buddy what is it and he's like I want something to drink I said Patrick I've been telling you he's just been extremely thirsty but we haven't been noticing that he was peeing a lot so Mm -hmm. we didn't ever think about that and so Patrick goes Okay, buddy, getting something to drink. And then after that, like, oh, my God. We later found out he was actually sucking 
the juice out of strawberries just to get the, they were in oh our couch you know a week later wow. but anyways so then Patrick like we gave him something to drink and it still didn't he was still like mm-hmm. irritable then he started falling asleep and Patrick was like well again he worked night so he's like I'm it's about 6 p.m. I'm gonna you know get my shower and go to bed and lay down and he was like I'll just like you know put him with me so I took him in there and Patrick was laying down and he was talking he's like I don't know what this could be and he's like this is crazy though we got to take him to the doctor Mm -hmm. and school's about to start next week because this was a Saturday he's like oh he's like ah well we'll figure it out and he's like this is all of a sudden he's like oh my god he peed on me he was mm-hmm. sleeping and he peed on Patrick. I mean, he was three, but he was completely potty trained. Yeah. And um, he was like, something's not right. Get up, change, change Aiden, change himself. And said, man, put him back down. Like, man, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Was talking. Not a minute later, he peed on him again. Wow. And it was just like, he said, Della, we got, I was like, I know. I was like, but it wasn't alarming. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that still, to me as a mother, yeah. is yeah. not, okay, he's three and he peed on himself. Right. He was drinking a lot. Yeah. So, um, the next morning, Patrick had to be at work at 4 a.m., and he always calls me on the way to work. And um, he's calling and talking. We're just talking about it, and I'm like, well, of course, kind of wide awake, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. Like, you know, we both, like, racking our brains. I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I can call the exchange for his doctor's office. Called after hours exchange, and he was like, well, let me know. Uh, you know, call me back. Let me know what they say. And I called her, and I gave her those symptoms that I just gave you guys. And she goes, because we're afraid of type 1. You need to get him there within an hour. Wow. I said, get him where? She said, to the ER. Get him there within an hour. And I'm like, oh, okay, but wait a minute. No, no, no. Hang up the phone yeah, and get him right. to the ER. And I'm calling Patrick, and I'm just pick this little boy up, and he's just kind of limp at this mm-hmm. point, and he's just really tired. And um, wow. take him to the ER, and I'm calling Patrick crying because once they got him there, they checked his sugar. It was over 700. Over and it, yeah, the, I guess the meter could only go to 700. And they said it was over 700 and I, the his sugars. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm going to kind of give a little vocabulary. When I say sugars, it's his blood glucose. Mm-hmm. If I say Dexcom, it's his continuous glucose monitor. It's what monitors the sugars. It's just like kind of names we use, you know, brand What names. is normal sugar levels? Um. For Aiden, they, there's like a target range for mm-hmm. everybody. Well, I guess they have diabetes. But for Aiden, uh, his target range is, um, uh, I think, 180 is high. And that's, that's his target range is 180. You want to keep it around there. Of course, anything lower is okay. But you under 100 is low sugars. Mm-hmm. 50 is urgent low. But this is every day. Yeah. Because the thing that people don't know is, once it onsets, you're, it's just a juggling act between, I mean, because the fact is that they have to have insulin for every carb. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always trying to keep it not too high, not too low. Absolutely. But so then I want to get back to the story about when he was in the ER and I'm crying. And I, of course, as a mother, the mother, yeah. killed, what did I do wrong? How did, sure. what did happen? He's like, this doctor was super relaxed. He goes and puts his legs up in the chair like, ah, you know what? Nothing you did wrong. This is type 1. And all with all the research now, mm-hmm. we're finding that it was onset by a virus or something in the environment. And I'm like, he's like, said, yes, so there was nothing you could do. And they said, but once that virus hit, 
their body uh, turns on itself. Mm-hmm. This is an autoimmune disease, and it's just trying to fight it off, and his pancreas shut down. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's like, when did he catch this? When, sure. when did it happen? And again, we went out of town the month prior, so they're absolutely right. It's with, within two months, you'll know. You can't, you can't go any longer. So that's why she said, you have an hour. Because mm-hmm. when it, like, with his sugars being so high, they had mm-hmm. to, then they had to rush him. They had to, well, in the ambulance, I, they didn't do the helicopter, but they were going to take him to the, you know, to Children's in St. Louis. And I'm calling Patrick, and he's ra- racing to get there. And, mm-hmm. and I had to call him back because they told me because of the pandemic, he could not, I could not ride in the back of the ambulance with him. He was only three. I'm bawling. I'm crying. That's and torture. I'm like, this is this is my baby. Like, no, And it's not okay. Have, no. It's not okay. It's not okay, but I understand yeah. that it was safe. I found myself groveling. I almost got on my knees to mm-hmm. beg her because mm-hmm. she said, well, listen, wait till the, you know, to the ambulance driver. Wait till she gets here. Wait till they get here. And they may can try something. Yeah. She's like, but they just, you know, because they had to calm sure. me down. Yeah. And when she got, it was the female. When she got there, she was like, I am so sorry. But because, and she was trying to explain to me. And I'm like, I was like, I was like almost about to take to the floor on my knees and oh beg her gosh. to let them. I mean, he was three, mm-hmm. and yeah. you want him, and, and, and then... I feel like so they've learned. Too. Yeah. Yes. I feel like they've learned, though, from the previous pandemic, like, certain things are not okay. Like, that should never be okay. I don't care whatever pandemic happens in the future, but if it's a, ch- a younger child, there has to be a mom or a dad present, some, some family member present. So I was just going to share really quick. I actually heard um, some... A friend that was in the medical field was talking about actually that right now they're seeing um, a result from COVID, a lot more type 1 diabetics coming out, and they're saying it's because of COVID. So just kind of crazy that. I know. It is. And, you know, I started doing, they have seminars for, you know, type Mm -hmm. 1 parents, and they uh, get us connected with that. And they started, of course, doing it um, virtual. And I would sit down and do the seminars. And the first one I did, that's what they talked about. They talked, there are different viruses, and they know exactly which one's onset type one and she said here's a very familiar one that you guys know hand mouth foot disease it onsets type one and so that's you know and so it just that's like why it's so frustrating that people literally keep oh i have an uncle that has type two oh i'm a nurse and i know you know about diabetes really and truly this should not been named type one diabetes it should not it's two different diseases it's autoimmune disease it is onset by virus Mm-hmm. You know, type two is onset by because it's hereditary, yeah. age, and Probably. sorry, and people don't want to hear this, right? Yeah. They right, and people don't want to hear this, but overeating, overworking your pancreas, but type two will always, always, their pancreas will always work. It might not work mm-hmm. that well. They, because they abuse it, you know, or, yeah. I'm sorry, you know, it could be. Right, each case is different. Yeah, each case is different. It's being abused, unfortunately. Even if you had pancreatitis, mm-hmm. you know, in the long run, you could end up with type 2. Um, so, yeah, so that is, you know, we want to talk about the, the differences. That is a big difference. And so with that being said, back in the day, it was the name. Mm-hmm. If they, it was just, I guess, because they, you know, it's diabetes and it's dealing with the pancreas and the sugars. So that's what the, it is not, it is completely two different diseases. Um, and that's why I, I, 
I'm a very private person. I would never would get up and talk about my family and talk about this, but it's just it's so overwhelming for a lot of us parents, most of our parents, most of us, or probably all of us, that people did not have the awareness and don't have the awareness out. They're just now getting this these monitors and things, the CGM that helps them. They're just not getting like past 15 years. I mean, that's not a long time when this disease has been out here for so long. But again, the name, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've, I get on the mom. They have a mom chat. They, you know, because that's what the doctors, that's really what they have to do. They have to put you in contact with other mothers like, you know, oh, because it's not just how, how, how should I say it? It's just not cross the board like, mm -hmm. oh, Aiden has type one, and when it's cold outside, Aiden's sugars drop. But guess what? Let's just take example. His friend, the other little girl, she has type one at school. Um, Ellie, her sugars may not drop because it's cold. They actually so found out that different. every yes. So now the doctors say, "Hey, go to the parent chat." You know that helps. And I know, but for me, at first, I was like. This is bull. You guys should know all this. You, But right. the awareness just, I mean, mm -hmm. even my kids have all seen the same pediatrician since they've been in Missouri. And here's Aiden at three, and he was getting his immunizations and everything, seeing the same pediatrician. So when we brought him in, it was probably a month later after the hospitalization, she's just like, what happened? How did this happen? And she was like, I just saw him. He just got his vaccines. Like, what What? What happened, you know? And not to say that had nothing to do with sure, the, the vaccines, right. of course. But she was just saying, like, I see this kid. I treat this kid. And then she goes, he's just so young. He's too young. That's everybody's thing. When they hear diabetes, they're like, he's so young. No, this is a different disease. Mm -hmm. Like, that's who it, it, it affects, yeah. mainly uh, the young kids. Because, of course, you know. And she's even in the medical field and still was, you know. Yeah, I mean, she was a pediatrician. Yeah. And, and I asked her, I said, have, do you, have you not had any type 1 patients? She said no. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so yeah. going back when he was first diagnosed, um, you know, stopped, stopped at, you know, getting into the ambulance. I don't know if there's any, anything else you want to share about that experience and then life in the beginning stages. Well, yeah, first of all, I want to say uh, I did get to get in there. She Aww. said, okay, I she she has to, they have to ride in the front now. Mm -hmm. They can't even get back there. I think one has to ride in the front. And so she rode in the back and let me ride in Aww. the front. And I said, God bless you. Yes. And so it was, uh, so they took him um, on to the hospital. You stay there, hospitalize him for three days uh, of course, he's going to be getting IV after IV, getting fluids to flush out mm -hmm. the ketones because they're going into diabetic ketoacidosis. And that's what the body does when the sugars are so severely high. And what the diabetic ketoacidosis is, is that your body needs that insulin. So it's trying to grab everything. It's trying to grab muscle. It's trying to grab fat. Oh. And... Yeah, and then the ketones get the deposited in your urine is how they can actually check it. And so they're having to flush it out because obviously Aiden, you know, was up is all the way up there. They actually had him on the transition ward when we got to the hospital. So there's the 
uh, critical mm-hmm. unit, and then their transition, then the regular. And then it was so sad because then we got to see a bell ringing when we were there. Aww. Well, it was, it was sad and it was awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was yeah, can you very... Can you go back there? I'm going to cry saying this. Can you go back there sitting there in the room? And, like, what was it like? Um, it was really hard because every time they said things like, here, we're going to have to show you how to save his life every day. And yeah. we're going to have to, you're going to have to administer this emergency sugar. And I couldn't grasp any of it. And you have to do calculations. You're going to have to take his carbs. You're going to have to add it. I couldn't do simple math. And you're in shock. I was in shock. And my husband like works with numbers every day. And I'm like, I'm really good at memorizing numbers, but I just could not and and my husband would look at me because they gave us three days for the teaching and uh, and he was just kind of like Aiden doesn't want to be in here and then we still had the fear on us that you know we had our mask on that the the nurse was going to come in and give us COVID and he was like you got to get this you know when we were in private he's like you got to get it I said but I don't I I can't even get what they're saying like why does he have this and so I couldn't Grasp it. So me sitting there, I, I was a mess. And you know what I did? When Aiden and Patrick fell asleep, it was like 12 in the morning. It was like the day before we had to leave. I found one of the nurses, the night shift nurse. And I said, hey, can we go to the front desk? And you're going to show me, break it down. Like I'm just the dumbest person in the world. How do I figure out the dosage to give him for every time he eats? And it's your son's she life. She did. That was just in your hands, thrust in your hands. Yeah. And um, the crazy, I just want to add this. I have a best friend from Mississippi, and we've been through so much together. And uh, we talk, but it's more life Life happens, and we're, we're busy. And it's more like email, we'll shout out, you know, hey, how's the girls, or happy birthday to her daughter, or just like talk, but it's through email because she's so busy. She was a uh, single uh, mother um, during the time that I was living in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Her uh, kid's father had a um, motorcycle accident. And, um, oh, you know, we just always been close. Mm-hmm. And um, before Aiden got diagnosed, I, you know, like I said, life was happening. I didn't really talk. I'm not saying I didn't talk to anybody, but it's like I haven't, like, sat and talked to her on the phone or talked to, you know. And so... I can remember I that day that that I think it was the second day I got an email from her and was saying hey uh my my phone I got a new number uh I've been trying to reach you um you know let me know cuz I think I actually her birth her daughter birthday was in August very close and I remember email like why isn't she responding I was telling mm-hmm. Chris and happy birthday but anyway so she ended up um I finally called her I walked out the hospital room and I called her and I said hey and she was like Deli on I haven't talked to you in so long I'm like yeah and I'm like thinking in my head she never called yeah. and then I just started crying and I started telling her I'm like Aiden it's in the hospital, and I was telling her the diagnosis, and here's the thing. Miranda did not really know Aiden. My last two children, she really wasn't didn't have a bond with them because she didn't really know them as much as she knew. Yeah. My two girls kind of grew up with her daughter whenever we lived down south, and she didn't really know Aiden. But she, you know, seeing pictures, we talked. But 
she said, Deli, oh my God. She said, God told me, the Holy Spirit said that something was with one of your children. And she said, um, but I just knew it was one of the girls because I have a bond with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know Aiden. And she said, but oh my God. She said, I went to the floor Saturday night. Wow. And I just prayed and prayed and prayed for you and your child, but I didn't know which one. And uh, sorry. So it was it was a lot because it, 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 they he we we have to say this and my husband. This is one thing that you know I know one of you know things are you know everybody's like oh your marriage. My husband didn't want to accept the fact that he almost died. Aiden, right. and he, he doesn't. He's, mm-hmm. He doesn't talk much. He doesn't share. But he did not. He finally opened up. I just didn't think he was going to. Die. I just. I didn't. I don't want to put that in my head. I didn't want. Mm-hmm. But no, they literally told you he was going to die. And now that every day we have to save his life, and he's a lot better. But yeah. that was the thing. But it was hard. It, it was. It was. It was hard. Um. But most of all, what was you know hardest is. They give us all this information, and we learn this. But it's like, I feel like so many people don't know, mm-hmm. even medical professionals. Nurses is my hardest yeah. person to get through because they think, like, we know about, you know, we. But it's, no, we don't have enough awareness. These. Do you have an experience with a nurse that didn't know? Um, I've had. um. Well, it's not that they don't know. It's just that they don't realize that even, you know, like I said, doctors don't. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just that this, you know, okay, I'll tell you my experience with his um, endocrinologist, ex-endocrinologist. We had to change endocrinologists, not for just this reason alone. Um, it, It was just really hard because she made me feel like, I wasn't doing enough. And just like if I would one time, only one time, Aiden had had it a year and a half, and I let his uh, CGM prescription run out. They only get three, and it's a month supply. And they come off, and you know, and but you can call into Dexcom, and they will send it, but it takes five days. Mm-hmm. And But I sometimes I just don't have time to call in. I have... Or you're human, and you right. have so many kids and all of this on top of it and you're losing sleep because have you ever had a good night's sleep since then probably not and then she has the nerve i mean gosh that's why we want to spread awareness like people have no clue what the mothers are going through in these situations no because she was like you can't let those run out and i was like okay i get it this has never happened give me some credit and she was like well i said all you have to do is take the prescription from sam's club pharmacy because they don't open on Sundays, to move it to a different pharmacy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and she was like, that's not how that works. And, oh, yeah, Aiden does have the um, insulin pump, uh, but he had only had it like three months. And come to find out, you they, they work together. They, they communicate. You can't move that prescription without moving the Omnipod. So that was it. But instead of like talking to me, telling me I did not know this, right. it's just like, oh my gosh, well, you, you're just going to have to prick his finger. And I'm like, are you kidding me? 
because I don't, we didn't mention this, but type one, technically their sugars need to be checked or they finger needs to be pricked every 15 minutes. So that's, yes. And so throughout that, the night. Absolutely. So that's exactly why this, um, sensor comes in handy mm-hmm. i mean oh, comes in handy it saves our she lives she brought one with her so yeah we will put that in maybe the comments we can take pictures of mm-hmm. all this stuff so if you're listening and you want to see um what that looks like we will post pictures yeah yeah because this is the um monitor and that goes on it's only a few places that you could put mm-hmm. on these kids bless their heart it's like yeah. the abdomen the um Back area, um, they call it the buttocks area, but mm-hmm. upper and then his legs and then the back of their arms. And so, and then they tell you, make sure you move it around because it's going to get, you know, scar tissue. But it's like, they're so little, it doesn't stay, you know, stay on. And it's like, it stays really good on the belly. So poor Aiden belly looks so bad, you know, but he actually started getting some scar tissue, they said, and we have to try and put on other places but with them being an active kid it just comes off um but uh so yes so she you only get three of them and Mm -hmm. i like i said i wasn't calling back in because i got busy and she was so you have to prick their finger and so i was like i can't oh my god i'm so used to having this that you don't have to prick the finger every 15 minutes you just look at your app on the phone and she was like, well, what did you think they did back in the day before all this? And I'm like, oh, my God, way to make me feel like crap. You're already a mom who has mom guilt about everything because all moms do. And then, like, you just needed that. Yeah, that's exactly what I needed. And I'm like, then I got off the phone. I'm like, oh, I should have told her that. And you know, you'd be like, oh, I should have yeah. said, hey. Yeah. Well, because I thought, well, guess what? They, they didn't have it back in the day. But if they would have, if you, it's it's easier to say, hey, I can get used to not having it and, sure. and can cope with it. Right. But to give it to us, give us this technology, make life easier, and then say, oh, no, you can't use it. Go back to pricking his finger. Every, I mean, yeah. I mean that is. And then remembering all the math, uh, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that It's kind of like I just came in here thinking that I was just going to go in order. But, yes, mm-hmm. back to that, that what she was trying to teach me, and I just couldn't grasp because I couldn't do simple math because like i said the things that they were saying to me you're gonna have to save his life you're gonna have to administer you have to stick your kid you have to give him injections every for every carb he eats he has to have insulin so i'm like oh my goodness like what and so that's what you have to do you take the carbs like aiden was to eat two pieces of bread 26 carbs because i know that one piece is 13 13 26 so eat two two pieces of bread so you have to take the carbs and you have to divide it by whatever his okay right now what time is it it's 2 p.m so that's going to be considered like the even you know the afternoon lunch so at the time his dosage was like divide by 15 so you take the carbs divide it by 15 because it's afternoon and Whatever you uh, get, that would be that'll tell you your insulin dose to how many units to give him. Uh, but that was the thing. So, but then if he eat if he ate the same thing in the morning, you divide it by twelve, a high you know, and to give him more insulin. <laughs> and at night, you divide by sixteen. It's oh, that's a so lot. and he was getting more than ten um, shots a day because think how about it: breakfast, that for lunch, three year old, for. A three-year-old, that was 
I, you know, Aiden has a high tolerance of pain. So, and this is how what let us kind of really, really know he really did because he would bolus, and that's another vocabulary word. Bolus means to give insulin for food. He would bolus just for like something to drink, and I'm like, and they would just be okay with getting insulin. Uh, but then I, you know, we know now that he has a very high tolerance for pain, but for even still. Stop watching TV. We got to eat dinner. You know, to stop what you're doing. We have to give you insulin. And also, they brought a dietitian in to teach us as well because they have 30 minutes to eat. Um, you, like, because they they really want you to predose. Even like adults now, they predose at least 30 minutes. But so they want him to finish what he says he's going to eat and eat it within 30 minutes at, yes. for a little kid. So for a three-year-old, imagine yeah. like, hey, buddy, you want this? You want to the- eat these carrots and peas, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a whole new meaning to like yeah. eat your vet. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to get you have yeah. to eat them because you got insulin for them. So they do this thing now where they say, hey, they're little kids. At least try to do 10 minutes. And so now when they look at his numbers, they'll take that in consideration that, you know, he we're trying to predose him. But my husband, he, he's afraid of the lows. He won't tell you, which I get it. We're all terrified of them. But he, I just now finding this out. Again, he's just trying to be macho. But, yeah, so he will not – he will, like – like, like, go ahead and eat, buddy, because he would rather be high, mm-hmm. and then you give him insulin, and then it'll come down. Then to and I get it, but I said no, we gotta go by the talk doctor's rules. You mm-hmm. know, we want to keep his A one C down. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so but the dietitian was was having kind of issue in the hospital because the doctors are like, no, 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 let's focus on the numbers, and she's like, no, 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 we need to focus on him creating a um just a comfortable eating habits mm-hmm. like. So she said, okay, they want him to, he has to eat within, I think he has to eat within 30 minutes once he's um, gotten the insulin. And so she says, turn the TV off. You know, don't have TV on. Don't have any distractions so that he can sit and concentrate on, like, let's make eating okay and fun instead of, mm-hmm. hey, he got to have this insulin. Hey, eat. Right. Hey, no, no, eat, eat. Right. So, you know, but then I would tell her what the doctor said, like, no, no, we need to, con-. she would like, you know what, see, they do the number side, and they know that that's important. I know it's important, she said, but it's not going to mean anything if you can't get them to, to eat, you know. So, yeah, she was a pretty awesome, awesome uh, dietitian. But um, it is, uh, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, I know you gave us a lot of info on, you know, what how he eats and stuff, but kind of, like, walk us through, like, your day in a life as a type 1 diabetic mom like what does that look like what does your nights look like okay well um we when i wake up in the morning first thing after i open my eyes i look at my phone and check his sugars it's a uh, second nature but it's just kind of like just like now i'm trying to fight back from looking at my phone and the only reason why i don't because he's in great hands his nurse and teachers are really awesome <laughs> no, no, it will be, it will be too. You remember the hundred and then the sixty will be. Well, if it's having a good day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so wake up. I look at the, my phone, look at the sugars, and then I wake up, I wake Aiden up, um, and I have the ten-year-old Parker wake mm-hmm. her up, um, get ready for school. But I'm finding out now because I'm like, why is Aiden so fussy in the morning? Like 
fighting man and it's just oh my god he like, i don't want to go to school and he fights me and i'm like i don't want to take you to school like just, just stay home <laughs> and i actually have you know one day i kept him home like and then the nurse was like, it's okay. I said, well, I don't want him to think it's okay that he stays home and he's having meltdowns. But we just don't realize what's going on in their bodies. Yeah. Like you, when you're high one minute, literally one mm-hmm. minute, and then low all the way down, no the doctor said, they don't feel good. They say you wouldn't feel good if yeah. your sugars are fluctuating all day, every day, up and down. And so uh, he's so crabby in the morning. But I figured, a little, I figured it out a little bit. If I feed him, I guess, you know mm-hmm. – you're really hungry when you wake up. If you think about it, your yeah. stomach's empty. If I feed him, he'll have a better morning. But I have to wait till it hits his body. So by the time we drive to school, it's like, I love you, Mom. Good morning. Aww. I'm so ready to go yeah, see Ms. Gettinger. Like the sweetest kid. Right. Yeah. And you wouldn't believe that he vein pops out on the side of his neck daily but uh so yeah so um but i have to pre-dose him so what i'll do is wake up hey buddy get up and i'll go and run and grab the cereal and milk and then or whatever he wants to eat for breakfast i'm gonna keep it real cereal milk it's okay like (laughs) that's what we're all about yeah (laughs) and so um i'll um run you know back and i'll i'll give him the insulin for it while he's still, you know, waking up, and then I'll put his clothes on, and then I'm like, all right, buddy, we got to get up, and then that's the magic word. Do you want breakfast? Yes. Okay, well, you got to wake up. <laughs> and so he'll get up, we'll get him breakfast, get Parker ready to do their hair. They have a lot of hair. He's a boy, and he has more hair than he's me. beautiful hair. <laughs> <He does. Yeah. laughs> but, uh, and so, and then his equipment. This uh, Cotillion's Glucose Monitor, it, you track it by using your phone app, so it's and connected he, in his stomach or yes. one of the places you mentioned. Yes. Okay. And as as of right now, we the site we use today is um, his abdomen. It's on his stomach. So this the continuous glucose monitors. You change it out every ten days, and the Omnipod is every three days. And do they look the same? Do they, I I've recognized like the patches on diabetics. Are they both? Do they both look similar? No. This looks like okay. This little small thing and this needle we inject the insulin they provide you with the needle so it's convenient but and this it's like this but it's really we say it's small but mm-hmm. it's that small but they have just now they came out with another one that's smaller so with the awareness i'm not saying there's not any awareness but sure. with more awareness out and we credit um YouTube and yeah. social media Mom's that a lot like of you. well yeah and a lot of these kids get on there and go through their day changing their sites there's a lot of teenagers that I watch that that that's what their mm-hmm. you know YouTube videos are is just changing their you know Dexcom sites and uh yes the, it's you know it's about this size I I would Which say like a, two and a half inches yeah, yeah. And I was, we say, oh, that's small, but wow. think about putting it on a three-year-old or even mm-hmm. his friend that was diagnosed at 11 months on a baby. Yeah. That's, you know, and they got, they really didn't want you to put it on the arm at first because of, you know, the size and it could come off. But thank God for some awareness, like, um, about, you know, there's a lot of like kids on YouTube, teenagers, they, they show you how they change the sites and they tell you all the difficulties with it. And so now they've came up with a 
This is called the Dexcom G6. They came up with a G7. And when he first got diagnosed, I looked into it and they kept saying, it's coming, it's coming. And so I like put down the release date and everything. Mm-hmm. And it came out last month. And because Aiden has, you know, it works with the memory, works with the insulin pump. Because he has, um, he has his insulin pump is the Omnipod 5. They haven't released it yet. Oh. The T Slim does, so his friend did get it. Okay. Ellie, she got it uh, a couple weeks ago, and they did cater it towards the children. Oh, good. His her mother told me how she she's eight now, I think, and she has to hold, they have to hold her down to change her sights. This is pretty painful, by the way. Mm-hmm. I just haven't experienced it to the fullest because Aiden, like I say, has a high tolerance for um, pain. But I said that. Because of hearing other parents and hearing these poor kids suffer, I said that I'm going to actually put it on myself one day. Yeah, uh, that could be the next podcast. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> that could be part of it. We could it. just do a short video of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, yeah, I'm not excited. But yeah, they got, they can do what I can do. You know, I just yeah. want to see what, because it's painful. And so, but this new one, it's less painful. She said okay. she put it on wow. and she said it didn't hurt. And it just made Aww. me cry. Like, oh, bless her heart. Yeah. And it's smaller. And, when you put this on and you have to put the sensor in there, when it expires, you start a new one and it's a downtime of two hours, meaning you can't see his sugars for two hours. So there we are mm-hmm. with me having to go back to prick his finger yeah. or me saying, hey, hey, dude, crazy. don't eat. <laughs> it's literally two hours. Yeah. But you literally are suffering, I'm sure, during that two hours. Yeah. Again, I say, hey, don't eat. Don't move. Don't cry. Because yeah, right. when Aiden cries, we've discovered his insul- his sugars go up. Uh-huh. Even his nurse was like, what? And sure enough, she has experienced it. And I was like, that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. She said, Ellie never did. I said, that's the yeah. thing. That's why you, you know, because it's just that, like I said, the 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 name mm-hmm. is what's really keeping a lot of people. Like um, I, my friend says that they think they were helicopter moms. And I, I had that experience through my sister. You know, she was, you know, talking to me one day and I was telling her how these kids go through what they call burnout. When, I mean, look at all what, what they have to do. Oh my gosh. I have to, I get burnout, you oh, know. Yeah. So imagine if I have to do this every day in my life and there's, you know, oh, wait, I want something to drink. Let me take a shot. Let me. Right do all this. So they go through burnout, like probably like older, you know, teenager, mm-hmm. uh, adult age. And, um, and I, and I know it to be true. Cause that's what the nurse said. When we walked out, she's like, okay, now there you go. You guys are ready. You guys know what it takes, you know, to keep them alive. And they said, and, but we'll probably see you back when he's 18. I said, why would you say something like that? Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, but that's how it is. They know what to do. They know how to do it. But for some reason, they just, don't want to do it and that's where that comes in it they kids. call it burnout yeah. yeah and so so is that where they just like stop like they just go i guess rogue and you know aren't aren't checking anything yeah. is that what happens yeah, kind of rebel like i'm sick of this i'm just i know another mom uh, he's only um i think 12 right now but she says now that he's more independent and he wants to be outside playing with his friends and i was at the uh, middle school it's just she, I guess when he was younger, she could. It was like a little bit more under her like control. Mm-hmm. And now that he's older, he'll be like, "Oh, it's fine." It's. I think in that case, it's like, "Oh, it's. I'll be fine. Yes. Not a big deal." And that's exactly yeah. what happened. So, and that's the thing. And as everybody was like, 
oh my God, you guys are, you know, just such, I wish I had a mother like that. You do have a mother like that. It's just that this diagnosis, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. You, people don't realize, like the doctor said, we're saving their life every day. And it sounds crazy because you feel like, oh, it's diabetes. It's not. It's not. It's just not. It's just a different, it's a different disease. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep him from. Going into diabetic ketoacidosis every day or bottoming out, which mm-hmm. dropping completely down to he dies. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I wanted to show you this like, earlier, like, um, like this is what his, um, what it looks like, the Omnipod. It says 225 with an arrow pointing up. Okay. And then right here is the coolest thing ever. And I, I feel like, oh, my God, why didn't I let them put this Omnipod on him mm-hmm. whenever he was uh, first diagnosed, but I wanted to get to know the diagnosis. I wanted to mm-hmm. learn and wanted him to learn and see me and watch me, give him insulin so he could know mm-hmm. how to do it. I, this thing is so awesome, and this is what we we won't have if we're hand giving him insulin. It tells you how much is in his body, oh, like wow. how much insulin is still in his at body. at all times, or does it ping it every five minutes? No, it'll just sit there and it'll start going down. Like right. here in a few minutes, it'll be. Two, and then it'd be 0.5 it just constantly and then so at I, the beginning of the diagnosis you had a choice to put this on right away or to hand do it and you chose yes. to hand do it so that you would know how to do it in case god forbid the medical community anything happened to where you had to keep them alive on your own yes and and he, he needs to learn mm-hmm. because i just found out through the nurses at his school uh that they want them to be completely ready to be able to give their own insulin, give all mm-hmm. that by middle school. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. And, and, and they'll, tell, they'll tell you. They have to grow up. They have to, you know, grow yeah. up quicker than other kids because he he's going to have to know how to give himself insulin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think everybody thinks, me and my friend talks about this, the one with the daughter with type 1, that they think that this is, oh, he has these two devices. Uh, that's a magical, that's a fix. Yeah, right. Absolutely not. It, it's not. I mean... First of all, you have to still go to this device, his insulin, and give him insulin, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, it can automatically, like, do a corrective dose, but you have to, when he eats, is, you have to. Is there a fail-safe like that? If for some reason that would be dinging and it doesn't sense insulin, is there a fail-safe that will automatically give him something or no? Just out of curiosity. Um, when you, like, if so, it's high, it will give a corrected it, dose because it has all the numbers okay. in there. Like anything over 200 is high. So and that was another calculation I had to do. That's the part I couldn't get in the hospital was the corrective dose. Anything over 200, they had like a sliding scale from 200 to 250, you give a half a unit mm-hmm. from 250 to, and that's what, but to get to that point to know, sure. I just wouldn't grasp it. Even now, it's like, right. whatever. They just have to tell me. What, what is it again? So I'm going to finish in the, you know, in the day of the life of Aiden. Um, uh, so where we were was like, you know, getting him to school. Well, the nurse deals with, you know, she deals with the rest of the day, you know, until four. Um, and here I am just, just, you know, looking at his monitor and, we communicate with each other if there's, you know, anything like How least, often do you talk to her? Um, I try to call her every morning because mm-hmm. um, now, okay, because for, like here's another day in the life. I forgot 
before he goes to school, he takes his lunch. And so at night I pack his lunch. And what his lunch looks like is you'll have the sandwich, you'll have the juice, you'll have your snack, but it has to be labeled with the number of carbs. I mean, just especially to help her. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, you show up with a sandwich, it's like, how many carbs is in this? I have to know to give them a dosage. So I That's have to do that. That's an extra thing. And you have to make sure your stuff is charged, your phones. Yes, and that's been happening. The This Omnipod, I'm glad you said that. They did some type of update where they made all of us updated. Um, and maybe we changed it. Maybe they gave us a new one, but it made the battery life less. It's like every time you turn around, it's having to charge it. And if you like, don't it, have that, then you're going to... Go into frantic mode, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. And speaking of that, the internet went out in Wentzville um, in the school systems on Friday. And my husband was at work that morning. I called him. I'm, I told him. And we both said at the same time, he can't go to school mm-hmm. because he has to have Wi-Fi. Yeah. Well, for one, Aiden has a Wi-Fi only phone. Mm-hmm. We're working on that to yeah. get him a plan. But, man, phones are expensive. Yeah. And, you know, having an iPhone or, or a Samsung, he has to have a smartphone. Um, but iPhone is, you know, of course. I guess like Samsung's have it too. I mean, Android, sorry. So he has a phone and then a Dexcom thing, right? He has a They he both has look a, like, it looks like two phones, but one of them yes, is just a that, monitor. The Omnipod, okay. his insulin pump monitor looks like a cell phone. And um, that, it's just, it's a monitor, and that's what monitors uh, his um, insulin, but it has a charger on it. Um, but the phone, we have to provide the phone because this runs through an app. And Aiden's main phone, he is the sharer, and then we're followers. Anyone, you know, me, his dad, his, Tasha, uh, we follow. That's how he follows the sugars. Well, if he doesn't have Wi-Fi, not only can we not see it, Aiden can't see it because it's a Wi-Fi only phone. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, we yeah. th- they have Wi-Fi at school, um, and that's what the nurse does. She hooks up to her Wi-Fi as soon as she gets home to school, and she can see his sugars, mm-hmm. and she has to follow it on the iPad because mm-hmm. she needs to see when he drops. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's yeah. You gotta always keep them charged up. As a matter of fact, I have to send. I send the charger. It's a uh, old to me. It's like an old Samsung charger. It's you could probably find it, but you're not gonna risk it, right? Risk it right so I send it uh, with him. So then he comes home from school, and then you're just again. It's that constant. Yes. Ebb and flow monitoring. But back to the, uh, the t- her, so at this, like when he, he's a car rider, and he was like, why can't he ride the bus? Well, we talked about it in his 504 plan where he would need someone, mm-hmm. obviously, to be there with him if he need, if his sugar drops, yeah. Yeah. you know, because that's most important. That's what I want to get out there to everybody. The lows are, is what's scary. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing every day. You're dealing with highs too. But you have insulin for the highs, mm-hmm. but the low, you know, and, and, and then if he goes up to 500 all day, we're not going to see the effects. Oh, he might, you know, pee a lot or, you know, he might get, but it's likely that he won't get going into ketoacidosis in a day, right. but he can't stay low that low and keep going low, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So the lows is what's scary in, in type two people that were aware of type two. And that's where, a lot of people get confused with, like, oh, my God, he's high. What are you going to do? Just mm-hmm. give him insulin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he can eat anything he wants, anything. You just have to 
give them insulin for. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so the nurse communicates with me. She'll say, hey, his sugar is going a little low. Is he in the car with you yet? And I'll say, yeah. And I was like, when he gets home, I'll give him a snack. But that's when he starts getting low because, again, he's hungry. And he'll start getting low. Mm-hmm. But, and, and you have other kids. This is what this is why my heart breaks for you. I mean, yes. you have other kids. You have a husband, a house to take care of. You have dogs. And now we have two dogs. Yeah, well. <laughs> We have a dog for the first time in our life, and then we get another. But yeah, that's a and it's a lot of work. You got with two more dogs here. No, say you guys make it like it's just. Oh yeah, we got the dogs. We just gotta go home feed the dogs. No, it's for me. It's like I gotta go feed the dogs, and oh yeah, I gotta feed Aiden. But but yeah, so yeah, so then you get home, you know. Try you know try to cook, but all the while I have to watch his sugars, and we do not. We're very aware of Aiden going to sleep because you have to make sure his sugars is at 120 before he goes to sleep. It's very dangerous. Uh. So so I'll be in there cooking. I'll be like, where's Aiden? Where's Aiden? Where's the boy? Where's the boy? And I have to find him so I can make sure he's not asleep. Um, and is he a napper kid or... Or is he n- no, not usually? no, okay. and that was one that we, we found out that was a really really low sign. So during oh, okay. right before he started school, we found out that if he's starting going to sleep, you better yeah because like he's not really a napper, and you better check okay. him. And then so we kept telling the nurse, she was like, "Oh, that's different." Yeah, again, every they all yeah. are different, and so he would um, just make sure you look at his sugars before you know if he's you see him getting tired. So, and then, you know, then he eats, but here we go with you're having to bolus, Mm -hmm. you know, for his food. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times his equipment will come off Mm -hmm. because he's a little body and he's always moving, he's active. And, um, and then before bed, so like he used, to, we used to when we hand give him insulin, we have to give him Lantus. It's the twenty four hours, the slow acting insulin, so it's dispersing insulin every hour. Mm-hmm. Well, now he has a pump; it just will give him mm-hmm. a little dose every hour, and so that's another reason why he don't need to sleep, and you don't know his sugars because yeah. it's dispersing insulin. It's a little a little amount, but it's dispersing it, and so he has a lot of he'll have a lot of lows at night and. At night, before he goes to bed, he brushes his teeth, get ready to go to bed, and one o'clock in the morning, sometimes the urgent low. You got to get up and treat him, mm-hmm. giving him Reese cups and juice. And what it is is you give him uh, a fast-acting sugar, uh-huh. which is juice or soda, um, and you give something like a Reese cup or candy. But you say peanut butter because stuff like peanut butter and bread is going to help it Sustain, stay up. To yeah. stay, exactly, and so. But a total of 15 carbs. Okay. And that's it. And so then you have to prick his finger 15 minutes later okay. to see where it is. Um, but that does do good, again, by seeing what's in his body. That yeah. helps us. Yeah. But we still do prick his finger just yeah. to be safe. on the safe side. So how often do you feel like Aiden goes, gets the scary lows? Is it like a weekly thing? Is it Does it happen often? Or? Yeah, any, any given 
I mean, is time. it a daily thing that it's you go daily. through? Oh, daily yeah. through Absolutely. he gets scary lows. Yeah, because you're giving him insulin, oh, wow. and sometimes you you remember how we got to count the carbs. Yeah. Sometimes you have to look. Sometimes it's not on a package, or sometimes someone right. gives him something or eats something that's not on there. So we have an Alexa. <laughs> we have yeah. on our refrigerator. It's like Alexa, how many carbs is in a half a cup of grapes? Yeah. And someone's Alexa always... is going off right now. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Listening. No. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, you have yeah. to account for exactly precise, or it, you know, be off. And I mean, feeding him is is it's sometimes gonna be a chore. If I make chicken pot pie. Look yeah. at that. How do you measure right. that? You got peas, you got carrots. Yeah. Carbs, carbs. And then how do you know how many peas and carrots he got? Right. Right. And that, you I know. Like, we yeah. haven't figured that out yet. I don't think they Maybe figured that out. Maybe you do individual ones or something, like like make mini pot pies or something yeah. for him. Right. But then I know it's I a, know, lot of, a lot of, yeah. uh, of for me, no, but we lot. do. He does, he does like the quick. And that's why I do like that for me. These box meals that we right. talk about that we right. don't, they are lifesavers for me because that's like less work for me. Yeah. yeah, like if I make a, like I did make a homemade pot pie last weekend. Um, so anyways, so then, okay, so here's an example. Last night, excuse me, I'm right now, I'm working um, at a friend's house. I take care of her mother and they're on a... Uh, it's Nikki's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because her mom's and dad's on a cruise, a well-needed vacation. And... Um, I'm in there talking to her, 92, Gloria. Oh, my gosh, she's amazing. <laughs> Has her mind and everything. And we're talking. Um, we're about to play Deal or No Deal. <laughs> she loves to play that. And um, all of a sudden, my phone goes off, the alert, and it's red. The number 48, double arrows down. And so earlier she had said double arrows down means like sugar's dropping fast. So one arrow is like, hey, it's dropping. Double arrows is like, rate, you know, mayday, mayday. Right. And the arrow, it'll be to the side. That uh -huh. means it's just stay. Oh, her. She didn't answer. So I said, Gloria, I have to go. You know, <laughs> like she calls like laughing. And I'm like, what's so funny? She's like, no, no, we knew you were calling right away because it did it to them. It yeah. actually did it to his phone. It did not. Sometimes it glitches. Yeah. Sometimes so it, we will literally be sitting there and it'll be like, it's 40 or it's 35. And it's like, oh, my God. There's a reason why we have these notifications. Right. In, but sometimes so, just, yeah, earlier me and Deli were talking to Nikki and she was saying that at that this time that this scary thing happened, she didn't get the first warning. So yes. it went just from you know, she thinks he's fine to all of a sudden like an urgent. Um, so sometimes the computer is a computer and it can glitch yeah. and they don't get the warning. So that's like got to be even more scary it when is. you go from thinking everything's fine to like not getting that middle warning of, hey, his sugar's dropping. Exactly. Because um, I don't yeah, even think it gave. As a matter of fact, when we were in the kitchen talking and you saw that it was 74 with it. I think it was one arrow down you was like uh do you need to call I know. the nurse <laughs> i was like do and you need call like, school <laughs> i know what time it is and i know he just ate so that means he just got insulin okay. so it's going low but i'm keeping a watch mm -hmm. out because um here we are it was 74 but it didn't alert me right i just yeah. happened to look at it but it's supposed to alert anything under 80 okay i have it set and it's just some sometimes it I, just I mean, it could be it we're in the boondocks right <laughs> yeah you know you just it's just you know technology fails us sometimes and um sometimes these devices will just stop working especially his um sensor it'll just yeah. stop and it's just so frustrating especially yeah. with the downtime of six hours and by the way i'm sorry two hours and by the way the new 
days, yeah. thirty minute downtime. Oh wow, so that's, we, that's a drastic really, difference. It I mean, is. That's two pokes versus four. And he has a transmitter that goes inside this. Once it's, you have the sensor. I did math wrong. It was eight. I'm sorry. What'd Two versus eight. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Keep going. But you have the sensor that gets injected. Well, the sensor holder that gets injected in him, and mm-hmm. it's like a holder. And then you have to pop in a transmitter. They, that is only, you change that every three months. Okay. But that's another thing that, because that yeah. transmitter, has, that's the brain. It has to talk to communicate with your app and everything. Right. But so, yeah. So, and then at night, yes, what the question to that like it just it doesn't scary so basically this it could completely consumes your life (laughs) pretty much i mean it's a constant thing that you are always checking always Mm -hmm. worried about probably like hyper checking your phone throughout the day can't think i mean it's literally a 24-hour thing yeah um i know that you have short time and Mm so um i feel like we could do like 15 podcasts on this, but um, something that me and Nikki always want to bring shed light to is like, how could people show up better for you or how have people failed you for showing up? Like, is there anything you want to touch on that part of it? Yes. Um, I feel like to say, sounds harsh when you guys say how they fail me, but you kind of yeah, feel like well, that. Well, I, and I get where you, you guys are coming from because you kind of feel like that for me, the because of the name because it was mm-hmm. misdiagnosed i mean it's just people they don't want to hear it it's like mm-hmm. they like no that's you know everybody yeah, knows, like that's not yeah because thing. because of the name right so i feel like uh, people could you know have could have showed up more by and can still show up more by you know trying to you know go on social media you know look i mean you can't always do that though by the right. way because first of all the computer even like you can google i think my daughter my 10 year old daughter said hey alexa is there a cure for type 1 diabetes and then she started telling her things about type 2 so this is what i'm trying to say there is this name the name just yeah listen can we can we get a petition to where we can change (laughs) the name (laughs) like that is like completely i mean these kids will they will never get better Mm -hmm. Like eating and exercising do not make it better. Right. You know, so that's, you know, and even my family, bless their heart, they like doesn't, don't even realize a day in the life of Aiden. Mm-hmm. My mom actually came to visit that first year he was diagnosed and I, 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 I broke down. I was mm-hmm. like, can't, can't. I mean, I had to, mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't know I had to break down. Hey mom, I can't clean my house. I, I, I'm like, my house was a mess. Mm-hmm. I was literally hand giving him insulin, trying to fit this in our life and focusing on feeding him. And, well, it and was, then the stress and when your mind is, and you're probably yeah. going into this like depression type of state. Of Absolutely. Where, you know, so like, yeah, that's the last thing on your mind is yeah. cleaning your house. And, and so she came and helped me, but she was, more so trying to help for Aiden and she was there and I showed her how to do it do the math and it's just she was because she was always the very first one because she has type two Mm -hmm. and a lot of her family members oh yeah because that's what I deal with yeah I people Mm -hmm. that have insulin they can keep from getting on insulin but I have to go back I said but Mm -hmm. Aiden this is different they can't keep from getting once at onset that's it they are in yeah you know and um so, yeah, so she went through that and she experienced it and she goes, um, 
you know, oh my gosh. So she started like, this is really Your serious. So when he was dro- dropping low, me and Patrick would be sleeping in the bed and Aiden would be in our room too. Cause like I said, it was early on and um, he would be in his own bed and I could hear like a tap at the door. And then I would like, <laughs> uh, say, and then like, do, 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 hit along. And then I get up and treat him because I, I, I bought a, um, when he first got diagnosed, a wine, like a little wine refrigerator mm-hmm. and I kept his insulin, but oh, I have to yeah. keep sodas, juices yeah. right by my nightstand. And again, that's probably why I gained so much weight <laughs> because I'm like making sure that, right. you know, he has this. So I would treat him and she wouldn't know yet because she had it on her phone and a little tap at the door like, ma, oh. I got it. Like, <laughs> I got like, I just make it sure, you oh, know, because it's scary. Yeah. And it with that scary. being said, not only a lot of parents are like, you know, I don't want to like, you don't want to leave your child with anybody. I mean, right. anybody, even yeah. if it's a, 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 the best caretaker. But a, I'm like, it's not just that, oh, my God, I'm scared. Not only that, I'm like scared for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's a lot, yeah. Samantha. It's a lot on a person, right? So imagine you like already when you have someone else's kid, yeah. You know. So ironically, Nolan has two kids in his class that are type one diabetics, um, and the teacher that he got. So he goes to private school, mm-hmm. and there's only one teacher per grade. Um, you know, so going out of third grade, he was going into fourth grade, and the teacher was kind of already thinking that she was going to retire, but she just mm-hmm. kind of didn't know. And when she found out that she would have to take on the two kids, she was like, no, I just, you know, I can't handle that. Like, that's just a lot. And so mm-hmm. it is a lot. So um, their teachers are amazing there. Mm-hmm. The whole school is equipped for um, Jackson and Reagan because they everyone knows. And yeah. it's scary. They do track together and stuff. And um, they were out running. Actually, it was cross country. And they were running in Reagan mm-hmm fell and like you should have seen the crowds we just start running Mm -hmm. because everyone like mom's trying to check her phone but she's running and like we're freaking out and like thank the lord she had just tripped on a rock but like we were like oh my gosh you know worst case like we're like did she just pass out like did her did her pump not register so it's it's scary you know and this is all day every day right and back to what you were saying about the teacher saying so did she retire or did she, what did she, she did she retire. Like, she just like, you know, she was already be, yeah. had gone a year, but she was like, that's a lot. And I just don't know. Like, you know, she just felt overwhelmed by that, I guess. Or I think I mentioned this to Nikki. Um, uh, teachers are very important uh, yeah. for this diagnosis. And I don't want to like call out any teacher, but a friend of mine, kid has type one and their teacher last year, she they let her opt out on helping her far as when they drop low the teach they say hey can she have candy they need candy there uh she said no the nurse needs to come deal with it i i mean these kids are looked at as a liability they mm-hmm. really are yeah at like the schools and everything and so she said no and the nurse that's that's why aiden was able to get such an awesome teacher because the nurse goes this is not, we're not going to do this again next year. Right. Because, I mean, but the district is like that too as well. The I Also, in the day of the life, if Aiden Pod comes off or his insulin, um, his um, Dexcom comes off, I have to go to the school and change oh, it wow. every time. Um, that Per district, you can't. Yeah, and that's why I took the job with taking care of your grandma because it's like it's flexible it's right by you know yeah. the house and what job is going to keep me on that i have to keep leaving to right. change they're not going to look at it like this but he has to have this this right. is you know Your life or death it is and so yeah i have to go, go to the school and this is per the district and i did 
we did a 504 plan, which a lot of people weren't familiar with it. I was only familiar with it because I worked with, um, when I was very young, 21, um, special needs kids and most they had autism and the parents did a 504 plan and it's just a plan that the school has that you know put in there to help you know that that will help with the special yes with the kids and that was hard for me to be in a year because when they're doing it they're reading all this stuff off and they're saying he's um how do they call it he's disabled and I'm like no 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 he's not and they said listen to this let's read off what it means and they said if Aiden doesn't get sugar and he's passing out can he respond can he do these things no he can't do none of it then mm-hmm. sorry we have to for paper purposes mm-hmm. we have to label him that um and that's what I try not to I try not to get a, a, a fixate on it or try not to dwell mm-hmm. on it but I kind of in the beginning I wanted to look at the things that they're saying he couldn't do like he could not be a pilot mm-hmm. um Police officers, and there's things that they say they can't do. I mean, even with this stuff, I mean, would you really want? You know? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to put limitations on them, but also it's right. to take protection. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and and then there was the, the um, so yeah, so that was that about the whole you know School. how people yeah, it's a big people fail me and fail us and fail Aiden, but it's not because it's not intentional. It's just because of the name, but. It's like if you just everybody wants to get the awareness out about this. I know uh, Nick Jonas. I found out that he has type one. And he's a big advocate for that. Um, he has like um, beyond um, type one his organization, and a lot of the parents are like, if I think he petitions for like insulin not costing because that's another thing mm-hmm. we talk yeah. about that it is very costly. Um, you know, and the. People have insurance. You have private insurance. You have Medicaid. And they were, it's almost like when we were in the hospital, they were giving me support, but they thought that I had Medicaid. And they were like, once they found that, wait, you have private insurance? Oh, well, you guys, good luck. Take care. I'm like, wait, whoa, what? Why can't I get that? Wait a minute. And, you know, she said, it's, you know, this is, Unfortunately, people think, okay, if you you guys make good money, you make decent money, you should be able to afford to pay for insulin. Insulin is a thousand dollars a month mm. before insurance. Our out of pocket is only fifty. So, I mean, that's good. That's really yeah. good, seeing as a thousand dollars. But in the beginning, he was using more than a month supply, and that added up. Um, his uh, this sensor is fifty dollars. The Transmitter that goes in there, that's 50 after and insurance. after insurance. And his, your phone bill that you have to have for him. Yes, so right now, I mean, we don't have a phone bill because we don't want to have to buy another. We have to, we'll have to buy another phone. So, yes, he'll have to buy. We're trying to get him a new iPhone. So, oh out of pocket, <laughs> how much do you, for everything? For pers- well, just for his prescription, it's like, prescriptions, it's like $200 Dang. a month. A um, it is a lot, but I say that because... I just say just because, but he has to have alcohol pads. He has to have, mm-hmm. you know, the, once this adheres to him, you need something to take it off because it sticks, it tries tries to stick pretty good for the most part. You need that. You have to buy that solution. You have to buy, now they're telling me Aiden needs a, they have a barrier, which I didn't even know exists, that you put between the skin and the oh. thing that it'll help 
you know, not like damage his skin because he's his body's reacting to it. If you mm-hmm. see his belly, it's like got bruises and marks. And they said that he, there's trying different things. They say he's alert, maybe allergic to the heat, so mm-hmm. they don't know. But we're trying. So that you know, then the overlay patches that helps keep this on and that on. Mm-hmm. So it's about two hundred. Um, a lot plus of stuff for you to make sure you have in your inventory at all times. Absolutely, I have to replenish the school snacks. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about these are the daily lows and stuff. So she just told me yesterday he needs more juices. I have to keep juices at the nurse's station. I have to keep them in the classroom and Reese cups, whatever sugars. I have to keep that there. And then I have to keep it PE. He goes to PE music and yeah. um, is it the art or computers. Um, and so it's expensive. And um, then, yeah, so that's why he has a Wi-Fi only phone, but we are looking to get him that phone and have the plan, but then there you go. There's another cost. And um, I have a cousin that's in the human resource. I cannot, can never remember her title. She's up there, and she is really good with telling me, you know, different things about insurance. And um, some insurance actually will pay for any device that's related to it. But I don't think type 1. And that's what wow. people don't people don't realize when you look up things and you look into getting help. There's 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 um, scholarships for you know you know Mercedes. There's different for you know kids in their situation, but not type one. Mm-hmm. I'll see all this. I'll see type two, but they don't. It's because they don't want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, yeah. and yeah. it's just not fair to us though. Yeah, that's insurance. Exactly. And it's not fair that, I mean, well, you guys make this much. Well, I mean, we still want to feed them. We still got to feed them. And the other kids, you know. Exactly. You know, so it's like, you know, but we have, it's, it's, we've gotten used to it. And, but the food part, like food being expensive, he has to have his grocery list itself is over a hundred dollars a month because again i have to replenish it all the time and like right now i'm out of like you know i gotta go to the grocery store and like get Reese cups and you know things to because he has daily lows and i just i know uh we might have to wrap this up soon i know you two have to get on the road but i just keep thinking in my mind as a mom it just keeps going back to and you have a husband Mm -hmm. and three other kids and you have a husband and three other kids um and maybe we need to do continue or, or whatever because I know maybe we that's could expand like a on other part things. two yeah. of maybe other moms too going through mm-hmm. other situations of yeah. you know you could probably relate to that too. You probably totally. felt like you know Sadie was the mm-hmm. only thing. You might feel like Aiden is. You go to you the know, kid that needs yeah, you the most. Right. Any mom would and should. Right. But it doesn't mean those other kids aren't there and you don't suffer as a mom mm-hmm. with and, and you're still doing things for them. You Absolutely. know, it's like you you, you, you do. Yeah. And then the, the spousal in, impact. Impact on a marriage. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no doubt. Really statistically when when people have sick kids, very sick kids, um, it's very high on the divorce rate. And I I can see why I've been through it. You know, I don't know what, what you would say with that, but it, it, it is really challenged just even with that because people cope differently. Um, so anyways, maybe that's for... And I think obviously not all, but for women, it's like, you know, 
they say that the men have the compartmentalized brains and so they can shut out different things. Women wear spaghetti noodles. And so it's like, you know, things can consume our brains. And so it's, I think, a lot harder for women to shut that off and to like refocus. And like, you know, it's like probably something that's always just constantly playing in the background of your mind. Not that it's not for his dad too, but men's brains are just different. And so... Um, it's got to be hard. Exactly. And I do want to say back to what we were talking about insurance really quick. Um, my cousin that I talk about, <laughs> Natasha, how she's like in, you know, um, human resource and she like always gives us these tips. And she says, make sure you mention on the podcast that people have like, you know, I know you said something about showing up for us, like even, mm-hmm. fa- you know, mainly kind of maybe towards family members or even anybody out there that wants to help with Aiden itself, especially with us not having, you know, there's not a lot of resources for um, type one. And so she said, like, maybe, you know, talk about the fact that in insurance, people have like the, the HSA and the FSA mm-hmm. accounts. Yeah. And she said some of the, some of people, she's like, she's like, take my mom, for instance, some of them have the accounts where one of them, you have to use it by the next year. It doesn't roll over. So right. she's scrounging like, hey, like, what can I get from the pharmacy? Alcohol, stuff, mm-hmm. all that stuff like that, Aiden can use. Mm-hmm. And she was like, so if people wanted to say, hey, I still got money, money on this and mm-hmm. that you can use it because my sister, my um, baby sister, she did that when he was first diagnosed. She has uh-huh. that. And she did that. And we was able to go to Amazon and he got she got his sharps containers and some of his needles and stuff and you know you know you know just something to think about that you know that you know could be if the way if you wanted to help Aiden there's things that you don't think about that he needs that he uses every day and they you will have the information because I finally on social media (laughs) that I use it but I'm on Facebook and I have Snapchat and you will have that information if somebody wanted to You know, mm-hmm. feel like they like, hey, you know, right. I can do this, you know, by helping, mm-hmm. helping out, you know, with his right. everyday things. And I always say one way you can show up always is just to have grace for people, no mm-hmm. matter what, no matter how much you know them, don't get on them for forgetting a medicine. Like you just never know what's on the other side. And I think that's also another way we can just, just be kind to people. Okay, so that is a lot. Um, yeah. So, but I thank you so much for coming on because I mean, just so eye-opening, and I'm sure it's going to help so many women. Do you have any final thoughts, words that you want to share before? Um, Nikki said it very well. Just have grace. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you think that I mean, it's crazy that you know we think that it's a different disease, but just you know, don't you know make another parent feel bad that you know yeah i mean gosh why, why can't you you know go to the gym why can't you do this i because i don't have time and you know social media does that i mean it make we already we already feel i know myself as a female or a mother i feel self-conscious that i can't do as much as what everybody else is doing and it's like well why not well because it takes away from my family. Let's uh, reword that because you are doing just as much, if not more. Right. Your right. tasks just yes. look different. Yes. Yes. true. <laughs> like, you know, a lot you've been given is a harder one. Yeah. It is. You could talk about cancer all day. You can talk about other diseases, heart disease and all that stuff. And it's a very, very hard walk to walk. Um, this, not even to compare with cancer because, I mean, right. so Sadie's 
had her bell ringing, you know, we're hopeful for the future if not, you know, whatever. As, as of right now, you're, you know, this is his life thing. And we just pray and hope just as we did in the beginning um, before the podcast that, that a cure does come one day or even God mm-hmm. just miraculously touches this little boy. Because I can't imagine every day, mm-hmm. every night, every waking hour of what you go through, every scare, every false alarm um, when you're not with him, I, I just can't imagine. So I'm yeah. so grateful that you shared this story. I know. And if you guys don't mind, I just want to share one more thing. Yeah. Um, Last weekend, Friday, Aiden got another diagnosis. This one kind of hurt Dad's heart. Mm -hmm. Um, He's been complaining about his knee ever since he started school. He broke his leg four months after he was diagnosed. (laughs) Yeah, I felt bad. (laughs) He was jumping in the bed, though. He was jumping in the bed, and his sister came and jumped. They double bounced. And uh, so he broke his leg, but he broke it by the growth plate. So this is over a year ago, but they looked at it. It looks fine. It's great. It did not affect the growth plate, which it can. Mm -hmm. Uh, But his knee, same leg, but his knee. And he just sometimes, he don't cry about it, but for Aiden to say it hurts. Then Mm -hmm. now, fast forward to now, he's in his sleep. He'll, you can see him like touching his knee, just completely Mm -hmm. complaining. So... The orthopedic doctor did not like that, waking him up at night, the pain. So she gave him an MRI. They said he has something called osteochondritis um, chondritis desiccans. Mm-hmm. And it's where the segment of the, um, the bone and the cartilage separates from the rest of the bone. And it's like it kind of like separated, popped out. It, they said it was from some type of trauma, maybe fell on his knee. They see it a lot in kids that's very active. Um but it's a very hard diagnosis because he can't jump. They don't want him to jump on it. They uh. don't play in sports. He can't run mm. on it in a long time. So he just asked me if he can play soccer and we can sign him up. And so it's mm. kind of like I got haven't talked to him yet about that's something that we won't be able to do for a while. Mm. But um, we're, we're going to, you know, Talk, get more information because we didn't we weren't given a lot of information about it we were told to go look it up and but even when I've talked to other doctors it's you know like well nurses finally the nurse they're nurses they, they they you know I have a I have a, a a good friend that's a nurse and she's not like a lot of nurses she'll tell you hey I don't know this I I you know yeah. Ashley from Align Mama she's so awesome yeah. there's she, so many good nurses yes. out there but then there, you there also is. encounter yeah. and it's not that know, they're so. bad nurses is that like the other ones that especially that's dealing with this it's like well you know I you know, that's not, you know, it's just that they work closely with doctors and it's like they know, you know, so they, you know. And so anyways, he, um, yeah, so looking like he may not play sports and it looks like the treatment for, well, the treatment for the pain is going to be physical therapy. Mm-hmm. For for now, they're saying six months, but the, now that it's popped out, now the danger is it can fall down in the bone canal and then once it does and it's going to cause a lot of problems, he will have to have surgery. Mm. And then even, and then surgery, like they're going to graft like bone and cartilage from somewhere else and they're going to put pins in. It's really harsh. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so we're yeah. – So everyone pray for yes, that. Yes, we are. We are. And we know that we know the diagnosis isn't going to change, but we want more information. We want to know what 
Are your options? What is our options? I think you need to go into your prayer war room. And I think when you see the second opinion, doctor, I think you bind and rebuke mm-hmm. and you go after this in the mm-hmm. name of Jesus. And I think he's going to tell you that, oh no, that is a misdiagnosis. Mm-hmm. You got to go there, mama, and you're tired. I know it. And then that's when you say, hey, friends, I need you to pray for him. I need you to stand in the gap and we need to, we need to go there because it is God. Mm-hmm. But you're tired. I un- I understand where you're coming from. You're you're exhausted, and like it's like what else kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I I feel for you. My heart literally feels for you. Poor little Aiden. Like right. man, come on, baby. You know. But yeah. So, but yeah, it's but like but you would never been able to tell because I came home happy, and then it's right. like because just being part of this group and being able to open up and share because. Mm-hmm. Uh, our culture, like just being raised, uh, we was always taught don't don't tell people your business. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. And so for the first time this yeah. year, mm-hmm. I've been able to share things. With, you know, this is big for me to get yeah. on here and yeah. tell. You know, I can see why people. Yeah. 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 Well, now that you know everyone cried and <laughs> I got really serious, um, what are you gonna have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> every podcast with oh, and I haven't missed one yeah. so just lighten the mood yeah. what are your dinner plans um, I will be back home tonight so I could actually cook dinner Yay. at home I'll probably order pizza because I don't feel like I'm tired <laughs> <laughs> no dishes but yeah what about you on you always, oh, yeah. Well, I got some deer steak thawing out there yeah, I, I forgot earlier, but I remember. Forgot. We actually did another podcast today, so I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get it out or whatever. I oh, got yeah, it out. You did? Yeah, Good. Yeah. Go you. Yeah, so um, beef stew tonight in the Instapot, though, not the Crock-Pot, because I wasn't that prepared. Yeah. I know. I look at your Facebook, and it's like, I'm a chef, and this, I'm like, this is not fair. Like, she can ask everybody yeah. what's for dinner. I mean, yeah. chef, you can I just know. whip something up really it's quick. Really <laughs> actually, so my friend thought of this, and I thought it was actually really cute. We do it because moms are always like struggling with like dinner ideas and stuff, and so it was a fun little segment to help moms. Like, oh, I haven't thought about that or whatever. Right. I got yeah. a question, you yeah. guys. I know, like. Guys, being kind of, I consider you guys country folk. Uh, do you fix Eric's plate dinner? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I love you if you're listening. <laughs> I Samantha fix does, but she my was, husband. She was raised, but she was raised that way. Yeah. yeah, and I, I, my um, husband was raised that way with his mom. I just wasn't <laughs> actually. He cooks. We had a different relationship for a while, just because I worked. Um, really crazy long hours traveled all the time and he stayed home for the boys for many years so who knows I'm not the cook um, he cooks so we're just maybe a little bit different but I love him the same he's my little boo-boo <laughs> I'm bad I'm like even do like the second plate like if he wants seconds I'm like I'll get it and then but he's like spoiled now because when he goes to make his own plate he'll like He's, well, no, not just that, but he'll be like, you just, yours just tastes way better. Like, I'll put on all the things or like, he's like, I don't know, you just doctor it up more and like fix it up better. And he's like, it's just not the same. Yeah. So, that was a fun question. I guess I'll do that for Eric tonight. I mean, I I want to. It's like literally, I feel like my life is crazy and I am not the cook. So, Eric, thank us later. Yeah. See you next time, mamas. I like how you whispered one, two, three, but then you're like, 
the see, wouldn't they say see you next <laughs> right. time mama's like, <laughs> like how's gonna go like, one two three and be like of course i was slow <laughs> like, uh, oh, sorry yeah. eric sorry <laughs> this made me feel very guilty way to bring it up oh. no it wasn't like that it was just like no, always like, even back home my brother-in-law did- thanks for listening to another line mama podcast we hope you found value in today's topic for more mama resources go to alignedmamas.com, follow us on social, and join our Aligned Mamas community Facebook group to connect with other moms just like you. We'd like to hear from you. Have a podcast topic? Want to get in touch with us? Want to share your story as a guest? Email us at alignedmamas at gmail.com. See you next time. I can see through my feelings now. I can see the secrets to shut my eyes to shut my eyes